Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Do The Work Podcast. My name is Sabrina Zohar, and I am your host. Guys, episode 18, bananas! But I'm so excited. This is going to be a good one. We're back to a solo episode. Sometimes I just think we got to go back to home base. You know what I mean? So it's going to be part one of dating buzzwords. So on this episode, we're going to go over ghosting, love bombing, gaslighting, orbiting, and future faking to be exact. Guys, I am so excited. There is so much good information. I can't wait to share it with you. Don't forget, part two will be out in a couple of weeks where we'll go over even more. But for now, let's get right on into it. Right, guys, another week. I am so excited. I can't, I, I don't even think words can describe how much I love this podcast and how much I love doing it, how much it means to me. Um, you know, it's just, it's growing exponentially. Thank you to all of you guys who share it with your friends, who give it five stars on Spotify or Apple. Honestly, I, I, I truly can't thank you enough and please continue to do so. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody you know about it. Do the work podcast on Instagram or my, my TikTok, uh, Sabrina Zohar, and it can... It just helps more than I think you guys can know. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just so excited for all of these exciting things that are going to come up. And I, as always, I will link everything in the show notes. But if you need anything from me one-on-one or to talk to me or to ask me a question, you know you can always find that in the stand store. So don't ever feel alone. I am always here for you guys. But let's talk. I get more questions than I think I even know what to do with about all of the buzzwords. And so I figured let's just like combine them all into one so that we can really start to chip away at what each one means. And what I've done is I found, I I spent two hours last night investigating and studying and getting the right definitions and understanding psychology behind everything because I wanted to make sure that I came equipped with fucking knowledge for you guys. So I think where I'd like to start is is at, uh, at ghosting. To me, I think ghosting is one of the most talked about things. And I think, honestly, too, ghosting is one of the most misunderstood terms because people use it for all different things that are honestly incorrect. So what is ghosting? So the actual definition of it is abruptly ending communication with someone without explanation. So how does that apply to life? Now listen. If you've gone on one or two dates or three dates, a little, we're talking early, early stages of dating, before anything has been established, maybe before you've even slept together, all of those things. I can't tell you how many people will say, oh, this person ghosted me. And it's like, what happened? Well, we went on one date and I never heard from them again. It's like, no, 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 baby, that is not ghosting. That is just somebody that didn't want to see you again. Here's the thing. Nobody owes you anything. And I think that was a hard reality for me to learn when I first started dating of like, well, why won't they tell me? And I deserve an answer. It's like, nah, bitch, you don't actually. Because you're a, you're a, you're a stranger to this person. They have no idea who you are. So of course, 
they don't actually owe you any kind of explanation. Would it be nice for them to say, hey, listen, I thought you were great, didn't feel the connection? Sure. But realistically speaking, let's call it what it is right now. Rejection sucks no matter what. Whether you are the person rejecting or whether you are the person getting rejected, it feels like shit no matter what and however you slice and dice this. So for a lot of people, especially in those early stages of dating, to them it's just, I didn't feel the connection, I'm going to just move on, no big deal, no harm, no foul. I think if you've slept with somebody, then that is when like, even if it's on the first date, like we have no shame, we are very sex positive around here. If you slept with somebody, then I think, listen, at least fucking let them know. But I wanted to just clarify early on that just because you went on one or two dates doesn't mean that that person ghosted you. What that means is that person didn't want to see you again. That's it. They weren't picking up what you're putting down. And the reason that I think I get so many people like, how do I depersonalize it? And it makes me feel like it's me. And it's like, you have to remember people act in a way that is in a direct reflection of how they see themselves. So if somebody is going to go out and that's their preferred method of communication, which is not, which is just ghosting, I'd love to know how does that have any reflection against you? Somebody cannot want to date you. That's fine. Listen, we're all adults here. But how does their preferred method of talking or not talking to you have a direct reflection about you? Because if we really start to chip away at it, it's like, well, what's the core narrative? What's that belief there of like, well, if I were better than they would have responded if I were this than they would have responded it's like but is there validity to that do you really think that somebody who chooses to ghost has the cognitive ability and awareness to even realize oh well if she were prettier I wouldn't ghost her it's like we all know that that's that's not actually accurate but as somebody for me I've never ghosted anybody Personally, that's just not my thing. I don't believe in it. I don't think that that's how I would ever handle anything, even when I was dating prior to tech guy. But did I have guys that just never answered my text again? Absolutely. Totally happened. I did not internalize it as it's me. What I looked at it as is, oh, that's that person's emotional immaturity and emotional bandwidth that they can't even handle a situation like, oh, I don't know, sending a fucking text just to let me know. And then there's also this other element that, especially in the early dating phases, like, and we're still talking about the early dating here, that there are a lot of people that don't handle rejection well. There are a lot of people that lose their fucking marbles on somebody. They try the protest behavior. They will sit there and try to convince the other person, no, 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 but you don't really even know me and da, da, da. Or there are people that will go volatile. I had that with a friend where like he ended it with a girl after a few dates and she literally to the point where he had to get a restraining order on her because she went so bananas. And it's like, that's just, there's, have you ever noticed that there's stupid rules for things? You ever notice that? You go somewhere and you're like, who the fuck thought of this? Why, why would anybody do this? It's like, oh, no, trust me. They did it because one, it was liability, but two, because somebody ruined it for the rest of us. So when I've heard that, I've talked to so many dudes and I'll be like, why didn't you just tell her? And they're like, nah, it's not worth it. Girls are fucking crazy. And it's like, no, that's not accurate. But I also understand that sentiment of like, I've had stage five clingers where I've ended it with them. And it's like, they don't take no for an answer. They showed up at my house. They went bonkers. They text me a million times. I had to block their numbers. And I, then I felt unsafe. And it's like, there are a lot of people that don't handle rejection well. So I think when it comes to that very, 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 very early stages of dating, 
I don't take that shit personally and I would suggest not taking it personally either because the reason that it doesn't work out people have a slew of them and oftentimes these people just went on the apps they met somebody else or they realized that this just wasn't for them and so to their preferred method is I'm just not going to respond to them because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and I I know I've been there before where I was going to end it and I'm like oh I feel like such a dick I wish this guy was so nice I wish I liked him and it's like I just didn't but listen like I said somebody chooses not to respond to you that's that So then there's soft ghosting. Soft ghosting is kind of the precursor to like a real ghost because I, and I'll I'll hear this, we're like, I was dating this guy for three, four, five months and they ghosted me. I was completely blindsided. And it's like, "Mm, no, I don't know about completely blindsided because people show you who they are. It's just about maybe you didn't pick up on that part early on, which is okay. Nobody is blaming you. Nobody is trying to say anything, but I think we call it what it is. Instead of being like, oh, I had no idea. It's like, I'm sure there were clues along the way, such as soft ghosting, which is like not answering texts, leaving you on read for prolonged periods of time, or ignoring the conversation about plans. Maybe they not trying to meet friends and family. You start to pick up on the cues that this person is starting to disengage with you. So when they ghost, it's not a shock. I'll hear some people and I'm like, oh, that's not surprising. Oh yeah, that person ghosted you. Well, they showed you they had the emotional maturity of a fucking paper bag. So am I terribly shocked that you'd never heard from this person again because they couldn't even handle a simple conversation of like, what are your intentions with dating? Or where are we going? So the soft ghosting is something to really start to even pay attention to. Is like, how are they handling conversations? Are you starting to notice that they are stopping to answer as much? Are they putting more time in between their responses to you? Are they starting to put distance in between you? Because I can almost bet with money and certainty that that person's going to, their next move is going to be, you'll just never hear from them again. And I remember this happened with this girl I knew years ago and she was dating this guy. They met on online or whatever and she was moving to the city that he was in. And so she matched with him because, you know, she was there kind of setting it up, blah, 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 blah. And she they were dating for about two months and it was a little love bomby I'm not gonna lie like everything was oh well you know I'm going to I'll take care of you like when you move and I want to meet your mom when you come and I'm gonna help you move into your apartment and all that stuff and it was like yo dude you've only known this guy for like a month and a half you guys have maybe spent like 10 not even maybe like five days together and it felt like a little much and then Valentine's Day came and he had planned this elaborate Valentine's Day and she they had talked the night before and he was like man I can't wait to to see you tomorrow and blah 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 and then the next day she never heard from him again never heard from him again Valentine's Day that that's ghosting That is ghosting. But was I terribly shocked by it? No. The guy wasn't willing to talk about emotions or feelings with her very often. He was being a little love bomby. It was a lot of, you know, texting her every single day and making her kind of, oh, I want you to meet my friends and family and all this. And I was like, yeah, dude, you guys barely known each other. Was it fucked up? Absolutely. Sure enough, what happened, he started, you know, was around her social medias and stuff like that. And one day she finally called him out and was like, what the fuck happened? And he admitted, he said, my ex came back and I didn't know, I don't do well with confrontation and I didn't know how to handle it. So I just removed myself and I thought it would be easier for you than telling you. And it's like, and what does that show? Emotional immaturity. That person couldn't even handle the confrontation with just ending it with somebody and hurting them that he had to recoil. That shows so much avoidance. That shows a bandwidth. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oftentimes, too, when somebody goes to you, it's because they met somebody else. They met somebody else that they felt the feeling was stronger for. And to them, it's, ah, whatever, no big deal. The person will get the clue. That's the reality of it. So when it comes to ghosting, I would say, try to depersonalize it as much as you can. I know it sucks. Now, here's the thing. If you have a pattern where people are consistently ghosting you, okay, then that's a different story. That is a different story because maybe it's people don't feel like they can be honest with you. Maybe they're scared to tell you because of your reactions and your emotions. Are you not being an adult about it? There's a very different story. But I also get to where people will say, Oh, this guy ghosted me five times. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? And they're like, I said, what does that look like? Well, we were texting and then he stopped answering. And then a few days later, he did the same. It's like, again, that's not ghosting. That is just somebody that stopped fucking responding to you. Very different things. Ghosting means that everything was fine. You had no issues, no confrontation, nothing. And you literally, person disappeared. That's it. I remember the first time I ever got ghosted. I was 20. I lived in New York and I dated this guy named Peter. Oh, God, he was so fucking gorgeous. He was the first guy I really ever met on OkCupid. I'm aging myself now. But he was everything I had ever wanted. He was a tall drink of water. And we went on like 10 dates. And I remember I waited to sleep with him because I wanted to be a good girl. And da, 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 da. And we had 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 the conversations of talking about kind of what are we and where are we going? And he was even, he had gotten a job offer and he was like, no, I want to stay in New York. I don't want to lose you and blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And I saw him that morning at like out when we were, I was walking and I was like, oh, hey, and he gives me this big kiss, baby. I can't wait to see you tonight. We have this party. I'm so excited. And I was like, yay, I'm so excited. I went out to dinner. I took myself out to dinner that night and I was like, hey, babe, I'm on my way. I'll see you there in a little. Mind you, I had been dating this guy for over two months. Like we had had the exclusivity conversation and I never heard from that guy again. That was it. And I saw him on the streets because it's New York. You see people all the time. He lived in my neighborhood. That's why I was like, yo, you're shitting where you eat. I don't understand why you do things like that. And when I saw him, I flicked him off when I walked down the street. And I even got, I, te- I screamed out and I was like, you're a fucking coward. And I got a text from him like the next day. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I owe you an explanation. It was completely cowardice what I did. I never fucking talked to that guy again. And for a while, I always thought, well, what did I do? And it's like, I didn't do anything. Me being who I am and having somebody that can't handle that or maybe it's not in alignment with what they want, that's not my fucking problem. That's now not, that's not my responsibility now. So instead of owning other people's behavior, look at it as thanks for showing me who you are. Thanks for letting me know who you are. Because now I've also realized I don't want to date somebody that can't even handle confrontation. I don't want to date somebody that can't even handle the basics of having a fucking adult conversation with me and their way of handling it is removing themselves or running away. No thanks. That doesn't work for me. So I'm glad we could clarify what ghosting was properly because I think that has been a point of contention for a lot of things and I hear it all the time. So if you have somebody that's just not responding to you, that's not ghosting. That's just somebody that's not responding to you. So then let's kind of go into the next aspect of things. Orbiting. 
I get this also. What's orbiting? So by definition, orbiting is when someone you are dating tells you they are no longer interested, but keeps you in their orbit by engaging with you on social media. Ah, yes, social media. And I see even now somebody's asking me, how do you handle, how do you deal with the ghosting? What I do, so just really quickly, since that is a question that I think is important to answer, you show yourself some compassion and grace. You remind yourself that you didn't do anything to deserve this, that this is the other person. You don't take ownership of somebody else's emotions and feelings. But here's the thing. You also don't fucking bombard their phone. Don't text them. Don't call them. Don't give them the whole closure message. Guess what? That's not going to change anything. Why are you trying to show somebody your worth that has already walked away from your worth? I'm sorry, to me, when somebody ghosts, I never take them back, not even a fucking blip on my screen. And if you want, listen, if you want to say something to somebody because in your heart, gut, and soul, you feel like, listen, I can't move on until I say this, sure, you do it with zero expectations and no, and you release control to the outcome. Fine, I'm all about you doing what's good for you and that's cathartic. But if you expect the person that hurt you to heal you, closure, nah, ain't gonna happen. Not with a ghoster. Not with a ghoster. So I would suggest showing yourself a lot of compassion, a lot of love, and reminding yourself this is about them. This is their insecurities. This is their bullshit. This has nothing to do with you. Okay, orbiting. So why do people do that? It's because oftentimes it's a power struggle. That's their way of letting you know, oh, I still exist. I'm still around. They could be bored. They could just be curious. A lot of people, when they, if somebody's going to ghost you, they struggle to see you moving on because it's, well, what the fuck? No, no, you should be fawning over me. Why are you not fawning over me? So if somebody's orbiting you, and they're just, you start to see it's the same thing. Like I get, I can't tell you many people, oh, but the guy who watches all my videos first, that means nothing. That is low effort. That literally doesn't actually equate to anything. And unless somebody is texting me or calling me, hey, I fucked up. Here's what I did wrong. Here are the steps I have taken now to heal my shit. And here is how I'm going to be held accountable. And here are the changes that are going to happen in the future. Because remember, you don't get back together with somebody. That is bullshit. You start anew with somebody because what, what you guys had didn't work. So if somebody's orbiting you, you want to set a boundary, fucking block them. What do, what do you owe anybody? If it makes you uncomfortable to always see their name on your phone or on your videos and you're like, God, I hate this. I don't want this person to know anything about me. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Who gives a shit? But here's a fun fact. Orbiting can also be addictive. A biological anthropologist, Helen Fisher, told a magazine, the brain, rega- uh, brain regions associated with behavioral addiction are the same ones activated by creeping on photos of your ex. Ah. Because it becomes addicting. I don't think people really understand that just because it's a digital thing doesn't mean that that addiction can be healthy or safe. So if you're somebody that orbits or if you have somebody that's orbiting you, disengage. There is, you don't owe that person anything. And if somebody that has told you straight up, I don't want to date you anymore, or I'm not interested in pursuing this, or I've met somebody else, fine. Listen, if you don't care that they're on their social media and you don't care, then don't. Who gives a shit? But if it bothers you, set a boundary and walk away. It's not worth it. It's not your job to convince somebody of who you are. Trust me, they've seen all your photos. You don't need to post more thirst traps. They know who the fuck you are. And if you're going to do that, listen, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it myself. I used to post those. I used to post those photos that were super fucking hot and I'd be like, ooh, I can't wait to see them crawling back. And you know what happened? Oftentimes nothing. 
sometimes they wouldn't even respond. Or if they did, it was empty bullshit, a, a flame emoji. And I was like, man, now I feel stupid. Now I felt dumb because I was doing it to elicit a response from somebody else as opposed to doing it because I felt good in my body and I felt fucking like a snack and I was going to post that. No, I was doing it because I wanted somebody else to validate me. I wanted somebody else to pick me. I wanted someone to choose me. And those orbiters, they ain't the ones to do that, baby. They, they don't even have the balls to fucking call you or text you, let alone they're just fucking going on your social media, please. So I'm glad we could clarify on what a orbiter is. So now I think we're going to go on to the next one that a lot of people have asked is love bombing. Let's talk about love bombing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is, maybe this will wrap up this episode because I, so far I've had so much fun talking about all these other things, but love bombing, let me tell you, people that love bomb have a higher propensity of ghosting than anybody else. And I'll tell you why. So by definition, what is love bombing? It's a form of manipulation in which someone showers another person with excessive affection, attention, praise, and praise to control or exploit them. You know what? One of the most common questions I got, uh, so on, I have a Do The Work podcast Instagram, and I ask questions. So if you don't follow, please go follow, do.the.work.podcast. And in that, I ask people, okay, what is your number one question that you want to talk, that you want me to answer? And it was, how do you differentiate between someone's genuine interest and somebody love bombing you? Now, simply put, if you are, if you're curious about how is somebody love bombing you or how do you know the difference? So I, my favorite saying is the pinch has to match the ouch. The amount of admiration, love, and attention that they're giving you has to match how long they've known you. It's the clearest, concise way to put it. And what does love bombing look like? So, because I think a lot of people are also confused as to like what it looks like. So it's a lot of gifts. It's a quick rush to progress the relationship. They're always available for you. They always want to see you. After one or two dates, they're telling you, I love you, or you're my soulmate, or you're the person for me. They're trying to, let's go away on a vacation. I want you to meet all of my friends and family. They don't take no for an answer. That's also a big thing. They're, it's no, 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 I'm going to win my girl. They want you alone. They prefer to have more alone time with you. They over-communicate their love to you. And that is the biggest thing. And, and oftentimes, who really does this a lot? Narcissists. Narcissists are notorious for love bombing. The reason that they do that is because they want to disarm you. They want to get you under their under their thumb so that you you let go of all of your boundaries and they become the center of their of your world. And for people that like to receive this, it's because low self-esteem. You want to believe what they're telling you. You want to believe that somebody could feel so intensely for you. And it's the, yay, you're chasing a feeling. But here's the thing. For someone to feel all of those feelings for you, the love bombing and all of that, that takes time to develop. Falling in love with somebody doesn't happen within two or three dates. And I remember I got fucking eaten out alive for saying that constantly texting is a form of love bombing. But it is. Because you're overexerting. You are trying to force a specific connection, intimacy with somebody by utilizing that. We now have technology. And this is another way of doing so. So if somebody is constantly texting you and gets upset when you don't respond... There could be some love bombing there too. And especially if it's, no, but you're the one for me and you're the woman. And I, I mean, I want to delete my apps after a day. It's like, yo, dude, chill the fuck out. We don't know each other. 
Again, the pinch has to match the ouch. They seek to quickly obtain affection and attention because then what they do is they tear their victims down by making you trust them that they have you, they, they, they love you, that they have your best interest, right? You, you know it. They, you're crazy about this person, right? But, but unfortunately, what happens is that's a manipulation tactic. And oftentimes they appear very charming. They're very excited in the beginning, but it starts to fade. You start to realize that the emotional abuse starts to come in, that then they start to chip away at you. They start to feel like they own you. They start to gaslight you, which is going to be our next term that we're going to go into. But it's also dopamine and endorphin that boost the experience that you're chosen. I mean, of course, who doesn't want some very lovely, super, super handsome or successful, beautiful woman or man to come and sweep you off your feet? We all want the rom-com ending, but the problem is it's very dangerous and detrimental to who you are. Because the problem is that if you disarm quickly, you set your boundaries down, oof, it's dangerous. You don't know who these people are. So you got to be very careful about that. So if somebody is coming on fucking strong, and if you, if you, like my mama always said, if they're so sweet, they're giving you a toothache, that's somebody to watch out for. Because again, the pinch doesn't match the ouch. The amount of admiration they're giving you, they don't know you. Always remind yourself that. And I know that when somebody love bombs you, it's like, oh, I really, really want this to be because you want it so bad. And I'm totally here. And I totally understand that because you're a fucking human. But at the end of the day, at what cost? And so part of love bombing, we'll just kind of go into it, is future faking. Future faking is when someone uses a detailed vision of the future to facilitate the bonding and connection in a romantic relationship. So they'll do the, I could totally see us having that house together. Oh, we would have such beautiful kids. That's future faking. That happened to a friend of mine. Motherfucker did that shit to her. And what happened? I, I, the minute I heard it, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't like this. No, 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 no. It's future bullshit. Stop going so far ahead. You know what going slow means? Going slow isn't an excuse for bad behavior. Going slow doesn't mean that you just stop. You don't see each other as often or that you don't spend as much time together. Going slow just means that you are not going to rush the stages and development of a relationship because you know that it takes time. You know that it takes it takes bandwidth and that it takes two very willing participants that have gone through adversity, hard times, have open communication, dialogue. I mean, even me and tech guy, we're six months in, we're just now talking about moving in together. And that's like at the end of the year, we're not even rushing that because both of us acknowledge, I don't want to rush that. I really love what's going on. I'm not trying to move too quickly. And so the future faking would be me being like, oh my God, we would have such beautiful kids. Nah, bitch, we ain't talking about that shit. No, 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 no. First of all, I don't even know that I want kids. But second of all, I don't want to plan a future that I don't have any intentions of holding. So already talking about moving in, okay, I felt comfortable doing that because that is a check that I'm willing to cash. But if we started talking about marriage and where are we going to get married and all that stuff and oh my God, we should have a house in Spain and oh my God, we can go on vacations here. You're trying to convince somebody that you're part, that you're here and why do people accept that and why do they receive that? Ultimately, low self-esteem. They don't think that they are deserving of anymore. So when somebody comes in and shows it, it's, oh great, this is what it is. And this is what I mean by that false sense of intimacy and expediting the relationship. So if you feel that the person that you're dating is moving too quickly, they're too sweet, they're giving you a toothache, it's too well rehearsed, something feels off, follow your gut. 
And you know what? It can be something as simple as setting a boundary. Setting a boundary. Hey, I think you're really great. I'm super excited, but I'm not trying to expedite the steps of a relationship here. No, I'm not ready to go on a vacation with you after two dates. No, I don't want to meet your friends and family. No, I don't love you. Because those people are chasing a feeling. Or they're trying to manipulate you. Ooh, I know. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. Um, Okay, wow. We are... I'm going to go through one more. And I'm going to go through a big one here. Gaslighting. I think that's a good place. This is going to be a two-part episode. And I'm fucking stoked for that. I love that. Let's talk about gaslighting, shall we? Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. Let that one sink in for a second. Narcissists use this all the fucking time. Because think about it, they have to alter your reality for theirs to be accurate. And that happened, I was talking to my client the other day and she was like, yeah, I told this guy that I've like felt anxious about the fact that I had seen him on like the app still after we talked about it. And he told me I was crazy. I was overreacting and I was being insecure. And I was like, that's gaslighting. That person is trying to make you question your reality. Oh yeah. And typically they, gaslighters are doing this to gain control and power over another person. They're trying to control you. That's why narcissists do this. And I remember that happened with my ex. Oh man, every time I'd go to him and be like, hey, you know, this really bothered me or like this upset me. It would always be, here we go again. You fucking creating a problem. Here we go. I didn't even do anything. I walked in the door and yet again, you're trying to start shit. Then I would start going, oh, oh my God, he's right. Oh my God, I'm being overdramatic. Oh my God, my needs don't matter. Because then he could control me. They're trying to distort your reality. And because you're forcing them to question their own judgment. And they need to control that. Oh, no, 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 no. And so they're manipulating you. And they're leveraging their power. So another example is like somebody saying, are you crazy? I never said that. Must be your memory loss. Or, oh my God, here we go. You you making it up as usual. You can't remember anything, can you? They're trying to get you to alter your reality. Now here, what is not gaslighting? What is not? Somebody saying, I don't remember it happening that way. That's not gaslighting. Because you can say, okay, agree to disagree. Okay, you know what? Maybe we have different perceptions of that situation. It's when somebody is trying to convince you that your perception is inaccurate. Very different. It's intentionally malice. It's invalidating the ways so that you shouldn't feel that. It makes you believe that you don't actually feel that. Or that you are the problem, not the other person. And so then, you know what can also start to happen? You could start to gaslight yourself. You're denying your own reality or how events happened. It stems from your own, in, that inner child voice, that core belief, self-inflicted. You do this to yourself because you are literally gaslighting yourself. And oftentimes, I see this all the time, somebody will have shitty behavior and somebody will gaslight themselves. Oh, well, maybe I'm just overreacting. And again, I made a big deal out of nothing. And it's like, No, you're invalidating your feelings by excusing somebody's shitty behavior. You're second-guessing your decisions. You're blaming everything on you. You can't take control 100% of things. You can't own every single thing that happens. That's just not, that's not realistic. You can only own your, your part. So if you feel like you've brought something to somebody and you have validity to it, hey, 
I didn't like when you said this. That was really hurtful. Somebody at all. You're crazy. You're insane. You're fucking this. Why are you doing this? Here we go again. You walk the fuck out immediately because your gut knows the reality of it versus you starting to question your own reality. They just won. Then there's no accountability. There's no ownership on their part. And instead, I don't want you to gaslight yourself either. I don't want you to start looking going, I knew it. I knew it. Here I go again, fucking making a big deal out of something. Here I am again, being dramatic. Because you are then telling your little you, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And I'm, this person's right. I'm, I'm the problem. The only reason you're the problem is if you keep allowing it. But otherwise, ain't shit wrong with you. So, guys, I think we're going to stop there. Next week, I'm going to do this as a twofer. We're going to do, next time we're going to talk about stonewalling, breadcrumbing, situationships, the slow fade, emotionally unavailable. We got so much more. But I like to keep them, you know, concise, bite-sized so that you guys don't get overwhelmed. But as always, I am beyond grateful for you guys. I am so thankful for everything. And I am so excited to continue on and to bring you guys more amazing episodes. So thank you guys again. Again, please give us five stars if you think it's worth it. Please rate it. Please share with your friends. Follow the Instagram, do the work podcast. And as always, make sure that you are being there for yourself because baby can't pour from an empty cup. So I love you guys. And until next week, next week we have, I think next week is Lisa Holden's episode. So we're going to talk about dating apps, the do's and don'ts, everything that has to do with that. And then I'll do, uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have the second part of this. So again, guys, I love you. Thank you for everything. And until next time.